0: this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film If. if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news
3: the Blue Monday Podcast, a three-times weekly show looking into all things Ipswich Town. I'm your host, Richard Woodard, and I'm delighted to welcome back the man who makes Marcelo Bielsa look unprepared—the brilliant Harry from Bath. Harry, how's it going? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you've not been hiding any bushes this week have you in no i do i do not lurk that sounds I wrong thank god no I, well i lurk on forums i suppose <laughs> digital there uh, like no that's yeah. even worse no <laughs> actually no that is really yes. worse i'm gonna go there Reverse. oh dear how I are you doing very, anyway are you good i'm very well thank you i want to give give um steve moore a great big um internet or or a or, or, or blog blog style hug for his really kind tweet during um off the back of Bill, so that was really sweet of him. He, he tweeted that uh, we, you know, we, you know, Leeds have twenty people doing it, and I'll do it for a few pints, which is, uh, it's probably it maybe all it's worth, but uh, all good fun. I'm all good here. All good here. I Have to say, great week. Very happy with last Saturday. Great, yes. it was Really, really wonderful. Although you
3: weren't there, were you?
1: I wasn't there. (laughs) Even though
3: someone, uh, I think, there was a picture behind of the North Stand (laughs) then at full time celebrating (laughs) the win, and someone thought they found you. That was we can confirm definitively that that wasn't you, was
1: it? No. Where's Harry? No, not presumably (laughs) a similar
3: smile on your face. in the shop, oh god, it? no!
1: I was. It was kind of yes, you know, just quietly, just walking back from the shop after I locked up, just uh, quietly, yes, get in. That was a huge, huge, huge win. Yes, it was superb. tough
3: though. Second half was. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I think the smiles that you yeah. saw in this in that photo were, my yeah. god, how have we lasted out and won that one? But a good one, nevertheless. Um, yeah, yeah. Another two halfer Another, you know, it wasn't a great game to be honest. In the first half, we were very much in it. Um, yeah but it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a footballing spectacle by any means it went really quick though the first half i kind yeah. of looked up all of a sudden it was half an hour and not much had happened um, Gosh. but we got mm-hmm. the goal at the uh, a good time and it was a good kind of instinctive second attempt to finish from Keane, who mm-hmm. uh, did okay um, i don't think anyone particularly stood out upfield and the, the one player that i would call out first half and second half was james collins and i guess we shouldn't be surprised but he he was just absolutely peerless at the back. It was everything. He, he seemed to know exactly where to be. Didn't need to run around like a headless chicken. He, the ball just seemed to, was like a magnet to him. And I think he might be an important player for us for the next few months ahead. Hopefully he stays yeah. fit.
1: You're here. It's interesting. Every forum I've been on where I Google up Ipswich just to see what they're saying, they all... See Collins as the huge signing. They think that is it's significant. This it's not just oh they've got so and so and they've got so and so in. They see Collins and they go, blimey, that's a, an absolute marker. Um and you know the performance. Well, he was in everyone's team of the team of the, the team of the week, championship team of the week, and the EFL team of the week. I saw on um on Sky, I think he was he they put him in there. It was uh, uh, can I can ask you about the the second half mm-hmm. of the game, Rich was because Dave. Listening to Dave on the flagship show, we talked about, you know, he said, looking at the second half, he says be in no doubts that we still have so much work to do to get out of this. And I guess the question is just whether or not it was a question of confidence as we're still getting to know each other and we're still feeling a bit nervous. You know, we've had so many one nils, Millwall, Bristol City, and then it unravelling or was it a question of quality where where we outplayed by rotherham or just getting a sense because if it's if it's confidence that will come if it's quality well obviously then there's 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 a lot more work to do
3: yeah i think um in <clears throat> true dave diamond style i'll say it's a bit of both bit yeah of both um i, I think certainly <clears throat> um there was a lack of confidence maybe to keep the ball um, yeah but I think there was also a, maybe a lack of awareness or understanding from the new players in the team so let's not forget we've got yeah. Kuana in the team up front Wilkeen number 10 um, Scoos came back as well probably maybe not 100% fit um, yeah. and wide players as well new, yeah. you know, Pen- Pennington kind of in a new position or an unfamiliar position having played the centre back for a while and Elder still coming to kind of getting used to being the team and it just felt that when we did win the ball back um, it just didn't stick and we, or we weren't smart enough to take the play up the other end of the pitch. Um, yeah. To be fair, Rotherham didn't really look like they had a huge amount of guile to get in behind us. It was yeah. going to be the area one that Lambert talked about. And mm. we did have a few kind of let-offs. But actually, I think probably we've figured out that if we just congested the penalty area and maybe with a bit of luck, which we definitely got and a few balls dropping and all that kind of stuff, we were going to be okay. But it did yeah. feel like we just needed a bit of quality in the particularly just in front of the back four to keep the ball and to get us a bit further forward. That just didn't happen. And Chalabur and Scoos particularly didn't really do much to, to help with that. And yeah. I think that was the biggest issue. And then obviously there's the gate okay, as the half war on as the kind of bombardment continued. I think we probably just regressed and <laughs> became that yeah. of a tortoise shell that we've talked about before. Um, yeah. so I think that will I think that will happen. And I think probably the new players coming in need to figure out that they have a job to do as well. To help us with that I don't think Colin Kwaner is used to Maybe doing a bit of a shift in the back He's probably got the physicality for it But maybe isn't thinking instinctively Right, I need to maybe sit on the edge of the penalty area When this ball comes in And help us bring the ball forward I'll, I'll go on a bit of a run and drag everyone with me And Sears yeah. didn't really do that Lancaster didn't really do that um, And I think they were quite wide as well they, We We didn't really keep a narrow shape So Lancaster and Sears were still holding the wings and they were just maybe too far away from Skoos and Chalaba for us to link play together. But you know, fortunately for us, they didn't get the the lucky goal that maybe their dominance deserved. But I think you have to you know give credit to Collins particularly for marshaling defence. Chambers were playing with a sprained wrist or a broken wrist or something as well for a lot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. actually, the other thing that that Lambert is kind of Called out, and is the great atmosphere as well. We were kicking towards the north stand in the second half, and it definitely felt that we were. There was a hot air pushing the ball away from the goal, um, <laughs> and we've had a really good. You know, we we were going to talk about this I in terms of Rotherham. We can maybe come back and talk about some of the new starters as well. But mm. that letter from Lambert's come out today. What, what's your thoughts on that?
1: That was interesting. I couple a couple of things. the the the, the club released the. That um, they had somebody on the field with a, a it must have been a phone or some camera, mm. just for pho- um, that. Literally, that ninety seconds after those videos. time, they're great. Aren't they? it was, and the the emotion that it captured, um, I showed that. To, you know my Italian mate Vince Napoli fan, who follows us closely, keeps an eye on what we're doing. I showed him that on Tuesday. Then I saw him again this morning, and he was. I sh- and I, sh- I read out his uh, Lambert's letter, his open letter to the fans. And Vince, he's you know, he's affection for Ipswich, but he is an Napoli fan. But he was, he was even he was getting emotional listening to what Lambert said. And um, it was you know, he's oh, God, treasure this guy, absolutely treasure this guy. Um, he it It. he I mean Vince said it straight away. He said he he understands the detail of the letter, showed how much he understands the club. it That wasn't just a public relations superficial thing. He's actually delved into the DNA to try and understand deep down what it is that matters to us as the supporters base but also our identity as a club Ooh. and then build on that rather than just doing a public relations oh you know the north stand is fantastic he's you know it there's there's so much more to it than that um and uh he you know we simply can't afford to lose him he, he, he he's he got his finger so keenly on the pulse of the club um it's interesting one couple of side points having read it um i read and vince and i were chatting about it afterwards and vince made a couple of key points he said One is the importance of getting back-to-back wins. He thinks that Blackburn particularly is a good opportunity. He said there will be I describe us as needing snookers and you know and the, we know where the snookers are away to Villa you know these tricky games that come up you know that's where you can get, pick up a snooker and pick up three points you don't expect. but Vince talked about it with so many games in the championship if you can put the way Norwich did earlier the season you put three wins together on a Saturday Tuesday Saturday suddenly it's like an elastic band you're catapulted yeah. you know you suddenly you're you're in very different terrain and that's all it takes. Um, and i'm not getting ahead of ourselves here but that that is that don't, don't exclude that the second point vince made which is also related he said is just how vital our home games are he was looking at the atmosphere he's, at full time he said lambert needs that and part of the reason he thinks he wrote the letter was he understands that to create that febrile atmosphere we know what that stand is like that ground is like when the lights are on we've talked about it before i mean you know it's just it's hairs on the back of the neck it's a, it's a proper theater it really is um and uh, so it reminds me in some ways of the Globe, in, you know, Shakespeare's Globe in London. It's, it's intimate. Everyone's on top of each other. It's quite yes. old-fashioned. It's not sophisticated or high-tech. But, bl- but when it rocks, it rocks it properly. Yeah, and yeah. Um, so, so there were the two points. And it kind of led me on. We were chatting, just chatting about it and reflecting on it during the day. I wonder, to some degree, looking uh, – yeah, we, we are in a precarious situation. And this might be getting way ahead of myself. But I do wonder if, as fans, we're limiting our vision – and I wonder if, I don't think, we're lucky thinking, right, we've got to pick up seven points on Rotherham, five points on Reading, who I think are actually more of a concern than Rotherham. But, um, but I don't think Lambert's looking at it the, the same way as the rest of us. He's almost looking at it with whole glasses. Right. In the sense that, you know. If, if we he, do if, this elastic if, band or. Yeah, if if this thing clicks. Yeah. Let's not think about, oh, you know, because we're all all doing it, you know, seven points plus a bit of goal difference. Oh, that's, you know, we're all doing the math on it. And I just don't think Lambert is necessarily seeing it that way. It's just a thought. I think he's thinking, you know, there's 19 games to go. There's 57 points up for grabs. If we can get ourselves playing as a mid-table team and overshooting in a few games, you know, we're looking at, you know, we're looking at picking up, you know, sort of 35 or so points from this group of games and just going for it. I don't know. Well,
3: we've the... given ourselves a chance with the the, the players that we've brought in, and um, yeah, we'll maybe talk about Judge a bit later on. I know you've done yeah. some digging on what Brentford had mm. to say about that one, but we've got questions on him, so we can talk to Judge. Yeah. I think Nothing. Guana, when he when he figures yeah. it out, will be good as well. <coughs> Collins, we've mm. talked about. Um, so who knows? And, and and the other thing that I kind of I've I've kind of maybe. Um, it maybe sound like Rotherham were were a good side on Saturday. They just were dominant. We were just allowing them to have too much of the ball. I wasn't particularly impressed with them. Um, I think I agree with you that Reading appeared to have something about them, but yeah. I wouldn't be too... Ex- expecting Rotherham maybe to go on one of those kind of nine-pointer weeks. Bolton seemed to be in difficulty as well. Yeah. So I think whilst we can try and put runs together, I I think we can also maybe expect some teams to have terrible runs as well. It kind of goes around, yeah. doesn't it? It does, so, um, yeah. it might be interesting in a few weeks. But similarly, one thought before we kind of maybe um, look towards Blackburn um, is a lot of the uh, – this is quite a broad point, but a lot of people did the careful what you wish for thing about Mick um, with maybe some outsider knowledge that maybe us as town fans – disregarded and maybe we're kind of looking back on that statement and thinking well there was a maybe at least a nugget of truth on that a lot of people have said to me who support other clubs um you'll bounce back won't you if you go down to league one league won't one won't be as bad as you and i think collectively a lot of the blue monday crew we've kind of got this this view that league one is going to be a disaster for us and i do wonder whether we made i obviously i don't want to talk about league one like it's going to happen and i and hopefully harry there's some there's mm. some Houdini esque um, miracles that can be done there. But similarly, maybe League One, the opinions maybe is not as extreme as maybe we as Town fans maybe think. I don't know. I was just trying to find some light in the negative mm. element of the predicament that we've got, which is if we stay there and go down, maybe if we keep Lambert, it might be a short stay.
1: If we keep Lambert.
3: is a big if, isn't
1: it? Yeah, that's yeah. the key. Um, yeah, I mean, he, to be fair to marcus Evans, i mean we've we has been we have criticized him as we know um and lambert is fair in his comment about the fact that we can you know we shouldn't bang on you know don't don't just keep banging the drum about how poor he has been you know it, it won't help our current circumstances and we need to look forward in a positive way and to give evans credit he has moved quickly to fix the problems you've got it you've got to, you've got to You've got to um, g- give him a break on that, um, and we, can, as I say, if it doesn't work out, the fear for me obviously is if we lose Lambert, and then you have Marcus Evans left on his own again with an inexperienced manager in the summer window, yes. and that that that's not a good thing. Um, we saw we thought summer 2012 was bad until last summer, but then just as equally though, none of us saw the danger at the time. We were all full of you know, I was certainly full of rose-tinted spectacles. So we can't bl- all blame Marcus for what happened. You know, we, we need you know, I, I you know, I thought this was you know we were thinking oh other other fans are being naive we we you know hurst was the future he was once um so but i think in that sense um for the coming um season if it is league 1 it's fundamental that we do everything in our power to keep lambert it really is because Having made so much progress in such a short space of time to get under the skin of the club and to kind of start to reform it almost, you know, to lose that now would be it would be catastrophic. It really would be. Yeah. So, um, but let's not be let's not be negative. Let's let's look, let's look for some points let's, and let's yes. look and let's look for some points on Saturday because I think yes. that's where the that's 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 where we should be looking. Yeah. So a team yeah. with some
3: yeah. recent League One experience into in an in, in experience yeah. of getting out of League One um, to yeah. Blackburn. Um, who, under Tony Mowbray, had a really great August, actually. They kind of had that um, newly promoted team with a full of confidence and a great home record and kind of continued that into the championship, which we've seen from time to time. It's kind of fallen away a little bit. I think we'll we'll kind of come on to the players. There's been a few injury issues and all that kind of stuff and maybe some selection headaches that Mogger's got. Um, mm. But certainly started August really well. Um, yeah. The first game of the season, perhaps Town a little fortunate, perhaps to sneak a goal at the end through Taylor Aidan's free kick um, that kind of <coughs> looped its way in from from just outside the penalty area. Um, mm. But a team, uh, and you know the, the people listening will know the names that we're going to call out and focus on later on. Um, but that first day was all about um, Bradley Dack and Danny Graham. Um, yeah, and they were the kind of focal points, and that has been the way ever since. Um, yeah. Shall I go through the team from R2 or from day one. I think it's probably moved on a little bit. I think there are some names that are ever-present, though. Um, yeah. So um, Raya in goal, is it? We're going with Raya. David Raya, that's right. Yeah, Raya. Um, yeah. Newambi at right back, Lennon, Mulgrew, um, the centre backs, and Williams at left back. I think it was a sitting midfield two of Smallwood and Evans. Um, yeah. Out wide on the right was Dominic Samuel, um, who had a brief loan spell with us, who I don't think has featured much since. No. Um, on the other side it was Bennett, and then in the kind of number ten was Dak, Dak. and up front was Danny yeah. Graham. Yeah. Um So that was the team, um, and to be fair, their attack was mainly their threat. Similar story to um, Rotherham and Accrington. Threat was set pieces. We, we I think it was two goals from. Free kicks or corners, I think, if I remember rightly. Um, So another League One team that knows how to score goals from set pieces. Um, But quite a few signings as well. Um, Should we focus on a couple of those just quickly? So Adam Armstrong is one that I picked out. Yeah. uh, Ex-Coventry. Ben Britton came in as well, another striker.
1: That's right. And... Yeah, the the other players worth mentioning are um Bob Burton. We, 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 I'd be stunned if you see him on Saturday, maybe off the bench. But um, it's also worth mentioning a couple. Lewis Travis um is a midfielder who has broken through into the team. They've had a few players who've come in. Amari Bell, the left back, has also come into the situation. We'll talk about him as well. And the other player um up front is who's worth mentioning is um, Nuttall. He's a he's a, a Joe Nuttall. He's um. Another player who, in a way, has supplanted Ben Burton, and so they have some good youth players who are actually—it's not just as much—it's not just signings, but Mowbray is managing to progress some really good prospects through the through the team as well. So they have definitely evolved. Just listening to the team you talked about, you called out—I would say three of the back four, the keeper, um, Dak Graham, and the two midfielders, and Bennett as well—they're all still very much in the in the picture yep. but but as I say he's had to chop and change it a lot lately because they have had illness bugs so we've no idea in detail what the team will be on Saturday but we can broadly stab at what the what the hierarchy is if that makes sense yeah, they've, they've had an there's been an illness bug as much as anything else that's um, that's knocked them for six lately and yeah. a
3: few unfortunate injuries as well and I think it was yeah. a bit of a makeshift team against Newcastle in the FA Cup on on yeah. um, yeah. Wednesday night but probably a yeah. game that they could have done without and Injury time, extra time as well. Um, that yeah. wasn't helpful. Um, yeah, uh, he, uh, so <clears throat> on.
1: They play. They normally play four at the back and three in midfield with Dak sitting at the point. I I describe him more, and their fans do as well. He they see him as a second striker rather than as a playmaker. So it's four, two sitting midfielders, DAC and then a striker It's how they operate. But against Newcastle on Tuesday, they put out a 3-4-3 and it was a kind of it was a, I think there were something like seven outfield players out of position. Certainly six, all the wide players were all kind of improvising. They had two strikers out wide. They had two um midfielders in the wing-back kind of roles and then they had two full-backs playing as center-backs. They were just it was an absolute um uh, yeah, who we got, who <laughs> who we got, basically. Yeah. So um, I would I wouldn't read too much into that. Yeah,
3: um, just a couple of mentions for other signings as well. I mean, there's three central midfield additions since um, we played them at the start of the season. One, um, I picked up on who I don't think is featured yet. Um, Jacob Davenport was supposed to be quite a big prospect. He had a loan yeah. spell at Burton. Was um, Man City um. And they signed him permanently, actually. Um, But he's not featured yet, has he? So I think that's probably injuries. Um, Another name that might be familiar to those of you who've watched Championship Loanies from the Premier League, Harrison Reid has got quite a good prospect from Southampton. I think he had a spell at Norwich, actually, didn't he? He did last season. And the other one for for fans from um, (laughs) the Sunderland Till I Die documentary on Netflix is Jack Rodwell. So if you wonder... Um, where Jack Rodwell went after sitting on his £75,000 per week contract as to Sunderland toiled to uh, to relegation to League One, uh, Jack Rodwell has rocked up at Blackburn, um, and he started mm-hmm. to feature, hasn't he?
1: He has, yeah. Free agent, he hasn't played regularly. He Played against the. the... Uh, three-two defeat against Leeds last month. He started and that, became came off the bench, or, but was substituted. But more tellingly, he started at centre half. I think Charlie Mulgrew was in, out last Saturday. They had a big 2 0 win away to Millwall last week, and Rodwell played the full ninety minutes yeah, as a centre back alongside Daryl Lenehan and they were very happy with him, calm and composed. Yeah, so he's, I think he's quietly rebuilding his career. That's how I'd put it. With, yes. with Rod, yeah, it Rodwell, yeah, Rodwell to
3: rebuild his reputation after that. I don't know if you've yeah. seen that. No, is. I've, I've seen, I've right. seen bits
1: of it. No, it doesn't. No, it's, it's, um, it's a case study. It really is. Yeah. Um, where yeah. should we
3: start then, are you, is, um, does it make sense um, to start with Dak, given he's um, the central things?
1: Quick, quick, overview of the, of them, of the play and, and, where they are. I think okay. just a quick, a quickly, a couple of quick bullet points just to give everybody a flavour. Th- there's a sense with them that the season ended on Tuesday night when they got knocked out of the cup because they're 14th in the table. They're 14 points clear of Reading. Um, who are third bottom, and um, they one of them said mid table is the harsh truth of where we are. You get this sometimes when you come up against teams in January, February, and specifically particularly into March where they are sitting in no man's land at the middle of the table. They re- there's a recognition that they don't Blackburn don't have the quality um, and the balance within the squad to make a serious assault on the playoffs. But they wouldn't, you know, if it's up, you know, they'll take it if it's going. But just as equally, they feel that they have, they have enough quality in the squad. I mean, you mentioned Dak and Graham, and I'd add. Adam Armstrong, who's come into form. I think those three together, um, you know, they've got enough about them to stay out of trouble between now and, the re- and last season. Given that they were promoted, they're very happy with that. You know, you just get up, get yourself consolidated, take a look at the scenery and then make a decision as to where you're going to go next year. Um, and uh, yeah, they think, they think the squad, given the level of ability, mid table is about the ceiling of the squad as well. They need, they need either the players they have, either need to step up to another level or they need to, to bring in some quality, which may have its own questions. Um, The, um, Tony Mowbray we're talking about, we're talking about Morgan now. Is that, mm. yeah, good point. Yeah. It's a good idea. Um, they, it's hard to know because they, 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 there is the criticisms of him are a lack of braveness. They feel he's a bit overcautious. He sets out a bit it's a version of Rotherham in a way. Last week he sets out to keep it tight and not make any errors, but it can come at the price of creating not a lot. They're not necessarily a creator team, but I think that might be more to do with the balance of the of, of the play the playing squad that he's got. He's working with. Um, sort of an imperfect an imperfect blend of um, players. Well, if you um,
3: rewind and think about his West Brom teams, they were the mm. total opposite, weren't they? They were very gung-ho, so maybe yeah. there's a bit of cutting cloth, isn't Yeah. It?
1: Certainly they were shocked. I mean, because I think Middlesbrough played them a few years back when he was there and they were very... Um, they, they, they were expecting a similar model of passing football, which he did get going for a while at Borough, but um, they, they haven't seen that. Um, there's also... He has got two high profile signings who we'll come on and talk about who have not worked out. Ben Britton and Amari Bell are both they were the two big names as where money was spent. Um okay, the injury to Davenport you can live with, but these were two players who who are fit, who are available and who in various ways aren't having it aren't having the best of seasons. Um but just as equally, um a lot of them trust him. They can see it's a patient Long term team building process, and you you, you you know, he there is an element, there's a lot of the good bits of Mick about him. He's not a revolutionary, it's he fosters a terrific team spirit, and he's building something that will last. I mean, the foundations he's put in place, and given where Blackburn were, some of them do have short memories, yeah, and the ownership know. as well. Let's not forget, yeah, they were, yeah.
3: Cockcrash club for quite a few seasons, weren't they?
1: You bet they were. Exactly. Um, they, you know, that that's, that was partly why they they dropped. They dropped two seasons ago. So he stabilised it and brought and brought and brought it back. They had a wobble in in December. They had a five game winless run. They drew a couple of the matches, but then they beat West Brom on New Year's Day, and then they won last week away to Millwall. And that has kind of there's been a huge kind of sigh of relief. They feel right, okay we're, you know, we're not having, we're not on the slide here. It was just a, it was, it was just a one-off, um, little, little wobble that they had. So, um, in terms of the model of football, um, they, as I say, back four with the three in the middle, they, solid, well drilled is how one of them described it. Um, and they, it's a bit like you were talking about in the August game, um, Rich, I don't know. it, It hasn't changed much. There's, there's still a lot of, um, reliance on playing long balls and playing set piece football. Um, there's, there are issues in terms of the lack of balance. Um, there's a question mark around the lack of quality to be able to play through the thirds. They're, you know, good enough players, but not necessarily championship good enough to be able to progress the ball through. They also, and a huge problem they have, is the lack of width. Um, yeah, well,
3: that, the, the personnel from that 2-2 game mm. tells you that because we were talking about Bennett. Bennett is a is, mm. a, is a wing-back or a full-back, isn't he, out of position? Yes. In yeah. That, in that position. And Samuel yeah. is a striker. Um, yeah, who's not featured again since either. So, yeah, you yeah. can see that's probably where the, the limitations are.
1: Yeah, they've been the the only natural winger they have is Craig Conway, and he's in his thirties now, and he's he kind of does a good job shoring up one side, but he's not going to skin a fullback at this stage. He's he uses his Nelson experience, but he's he just doesn't have the he just doesn't have the legs. So they're having to play either strikers out of position or midfielders out of position to cover an obvious imperfection. Plus, you can then add on to the fact that their full backs, particularly at left back, they have a real problem. Um, therefore, again, playing out wide and using width to progress up the field is problematic and the only way, therefore, that they can play effectively is to go long and to use Danny Graham who is brilliant. They a focal point, he? He's a focal point. He is. He's perfect for that. Now, he's not just a, you know, he, he holds the ball up but there's more to his game than that. He's able to you know he he's able to bring players in. He has also scored nine goals this season. So he can, you know he does have that in him as well. You know only half a season gone. So him you know him and Dak are getting all the goals. But but because of the shape of the squad they've got, that's the way they're playing. So I would, some of them criticise Mowbray for the style of football. But I think he's he's having to work with the with the material he's work, he's got. It's interesting the contrast. Rotherham. Last week had no number tens, and we talked about the three wingers. So I think Williams played in a play came on. They had three wingers at one stage, and um they, uh, they so to say are with no number tens and too many wide men. Blackburn Blackburn are the inverse. They've got plenty of really good midfield players, but they they don't necessarily have enough width. So you know it's 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 funny how these things work out. Um, just a thought
3: on, on Danny Graham very quickly, uh, and going back to yeah. so the kind of the um the chat on rather um. Um, second Mm -hmm. half the great thing about Graham is he's one of those strikers that knows how to win a foul in the opposition's half and uh, relieve the pressure a bit I think that's something we were lacking last week as well so he's cute enough to maybe go on a little bit of a mazy run yeah Waghorn defended him, yeah. bum in the back of him, and then, yeah, fall yeah. over and get a free kick. Yeah. And I think he Wythorn. did that a few times. Yeah.
1: Waghorn was brilliant at that for us. I used to love yeah. watching Waghorn do that. He was really, you know, uh, 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 Joe Garner tried to do it more obviously, but actually, Waghorn was a pass master at it. He knew yeah. how to draw a foul. He, has, he had the strength, and he knew how to position his body to to draw the right contact to give the referee the decision to make. Shall we I mean that's the overview of the team shall we, shall we start at the at the top and work our way back yeah mm. looking we start with Danny Danny Graham and Bradley Jack and um, while well, we're well, on, Graham, you've just—I mean—you've lifted, lift, you've you just lifted almost as if, as if you lifted quotes from their forum Sorry, there, Rich. Right. No, no, it's great. No, you're spot on. You're absolutely right. He uses experience and intelligence to take pressure off the defence. He can turn the most aimless hoofs into some sort of dangerous attack. He holds play up, bring, brings other—he holds play up well, brings others into play, winning free kicks. They talk about him as being fundamental to their playing style. It's not about pace with him there's a couple of players to talk about with this that it's um they um they, they, with charlie mulgrew as well at the back it's not about using out a out pace with graham but it's but therefore they think if they look after him well enough that he has got plenty of years more in him in that sense mm. um
3: him um, v collins um, might be an interesting
1: battle. that would be a, that's a proper battle actually that would be really worth watching um because they're two skilled practitioners they really really are and um and i mean i've classified dak as a forward as well um it's worth mentioning he has had this bug that's doing the rounds yeah um, and he
3: he didn't start Wednesday did he, he came off no he did he came the off bench, the bench which probably Margaret was hoping not to do.
1: Yeah, and I get exactly that. You see, Mogg M- has been looking at think, well, I, he's thinking, I can get 20 minutes out of him, I can get 45 minutes out of him. That's, that's pretty much the way he's been having to trade with his squad at the moment. Just So as I say, Dak may or may not feature, he may be on the bench to come on, whatever. It, it was, it'll be interesting to see. He started against Millwall last week, for example, but then came off. Um, What do what we come to say about Dak? He's he's so eye-catching. He's their top scorer. I think he's on 13. Um, as I say, a second striker is how they describe him. They, one of them compared him to to Kenny Dalglish in the way he rolls people.
3: Wow, which That's is, you know praise, the way,
1: isn't it? that is high praise. He has this ability to you know again to, to be able to use a you know to to use a almost like a without touching him a judo type of thing where he'll kind of maneuver a player's weight so that he can flick himself around him and and but once he does that then he's gone and he's gone quickly. Yeah, and he um, scored
3: all kinds of goals as well, hasn't yeah. he? As well, you can yeah. tell a good player when it was like Waghorn yeah. was just you know. Yeah, uh, shots from outside the air or headers from just inside, and mm. it was interesting. Like day one of that, of I'm trying to remember back to the um, the sunny days of August when <laughs> League One was far from my mind uh, But I don't remember yeah. Dak. Um, I think he scored. I think one of the. I think yeah. it was a tap in or something. Um he did. But he didn't really stand out too much. Then ever since he's kind of gone on this amazing run of scoring and being such a pivotal player. To yeah. be fair. It's good on Blackburn that he's still there, isn't it? Because I'd expect yeah. one of those playoff teams to be snooping around, and West Brom were linked yeah. with him, weren't they?
1: Spot on. They don't think he's Premiership quality. They actually don't. They think he's he lacks the pace.
3: It's either you, uh, the- Nugent, Earnshaw, is he the new Nugent-Ensor? Is he's
1: that? They were. They think he might well be at that level. You're spot on again. I totally agree. With it's it's it would be that kind of the, the top. That group for of the top chance, six, yeah, really, uh... yeah, yeah. But that, but the playoff teams will be looking at him because he could, you know, you could drop him into a into into a, you know a team like Forrest or a team in that group of West Brom. Not that they need him, um, to and he could stay. He could make that step up. But you're right. They talk. They praise lots of different things about him. They talk about his feet. He's you know, he's amazing. He's you know he's got very quick feet, and he also has the yard in his head. He can see the space. He's he can read the game as well. So um, he finds space well. But as I say, just lacking that bit of space or lacking that bit of pace I should say to be able to make the step up Um, the other striker worth adding in and it's interesting because Blackburn have struggled with late goals they conceded two last month against Leeds remember they were 2-1 up and they blew it Um, this has been happening to them regularly but against Millwall recently it was the inverse they they, they killed the game virtually for 75 minutes last weekend and then brought on Graham and the other player who is worth mentioning Adam Armstrong Big fan Armstrong of yeah. Armstrong replaced Dak. He, uh, did, he played for. He, he's ex Newcastle. He signed permanently, but he's had a series of loan spells, including, I think, in the West Midlands, if I'm not mistaken. I
3: think he started there. I think it, we've signed, he? He start, so he's yeah. uh, another hashtag Cov, Cov alumni. Oh. <laughs> um, yes, indeed. Really highly yeah. rated player at Cov. I think he yeah. was signed by Newcastle and then, spent, and then they loaned him out. Yeah. So he had bolted in <laughs> Barnsley and stuff. I was gutted that we didn't yeah. get him, actually. I think we did yeah. link with him maybe at the end of a window. Yeah. But good player, yeah. intelligent, still quite yeah. young as well.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 worried about him. I'm probably as worried about him as I am about as, about Dak. Earlier in the season, he was being criticised for being a one good game and four player, but he's hitting our decent run of form. One of them wrote about after the Millwall game, subdue teams, wear them down, and then release Armstrong. Mm. The one thing Armstrong brings that nobody else really has to the same degree in the team is pace. Right. He's quick. Yeah, they don't think got, that
3: he's only got two goals less than Graham as well. So he's yeah. he's finding the mm. net now, and I think being in a settled team, being on a loan and moving around the country as he's done is is yeah. not settling, is it? So yeah. permanent signing, getting some games under your belt, it seems to be working for him.
1: Yeah, he has been used. Given again, we were talking earlier about the lack of width. He has been used as a a, wi- a wide a wide attacking player, a, w- a winger effectively, I suppose, and he can do it on either side. Yeah, so and he can't commit defenders, but against Millwall during the week he replaced Dak so he was effectively the second striker in behind Graham for that last that last spell of the game and they they couldn't live with him. he was he was he was lethal um he caused them real real problems um so he's he's one to watch however they do it if you think Dak is going off and they bring Armstrong on don't necessarily breathe a sigh of relief because um but if you see him out wide he is less less of a threat um we have to mention two Plan Bs that they might have. Joe Nuttall, who actually started against Millwall and then was replaced, but he he kind of did the job of soaking up the the the, the Millwall um, the, the the Millwall physicality. He's a big player. They describe him as a unit. He's a 21-year-old youth product. Um, he is mobile. He did score against Millwall, and that if they were all criticising and saying, "Oh, he lacks quality," and then he scored, and they were going, "Ooh, gosh, he's really good." <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny, funny how that works out. Um, but uh, he's—they um, he, think he might have a striker's instinct in the box. Um, he's got height, he's got a little bit of pace It's more mobility than Armstrong pace If you know what I mean um, I think he might be less effective outside the box But he's a proper unit So you could see why Mowbray started him against Millwall Just to kind of get in there and sort of bash around a bit yeah. until, And then take him off And then bring on Graham and Armstrong And suddenly you've got a whole new game um, Plenty of endeavour but, endeavor, but lacking quality They were discussing before the Millwall game As to whether or not he should be loaned out but now the view is that they would like to see Ben Burton loaned out, and we need to talk about Burton because he they've, the, the the deal he was signed on loan from Forrest in August, and he he I don't think he featured he wasn't I don't think he was in the squad against us even I don't think he was he was even there at the time just checking my notes he was there he you know he's um...
3: there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. at participating restaurant's 18 plus serving times. delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash blue monday, or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there. Supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. I don't have a date. He was, right. made, per- no. he was
1: made permanent in January. He didn't play but, at Pullman Road. No, he was definitely not there, but he, he is... Oh, it's gone wrong. This is The, the, the deal that that they've worked with Forrest could go up to 7 million. It's almost like I've written wow. down here. It's almost like a Venky throwback signing. you know, in the bad days when they didn't know what they were doing. Um, he, they, he's a passenger. Um, he started against Newcastle during the week. Now you might say it was a makeshift team, 3 but he, but also Armstrong and Graham were in that starting lineup, so he had good company upfield. So he had players he could work off. But it's he's lightweight. Um, he gets the ball to his feet and is dispossessed every time. Um, and confidence seems to be an issue with him as well. It's like playing with ten men. One of the the crueler comments for One of them said, "This lad ambles around like a tranquilised giraffe, and he would get pushed <laughs> off. He'd, he'd get pushed off the ball by my grandmother. He's really it's." <laughs> it's gone horribly horribly wrong he's I only love 19 these every and, week. i, I yeah, do it, love these poetic yeah, it's, it's stuff. horrible they, the, the, i mean the kid, he's only 19 he's a kid cut the guy some slack he didn't he didn't ask to, for the deal to be done but um anyway we'll see it is still let's say he's finding his fees he will probably come off the bench That's and the score f- against us now very but, diplomatic uh, yeah yeah no we have to be but um he's basically he's down, gone down the pecking order they would rather keep Joe Nuttall, who's a you know, a slightly raw youth product. So they, as I say, they've got five strikers. Armstrong would be the one if anyone's going to drop out wide. It would probably be him. And uh, and the reason they're doing that because the only two out now, well, not, not even out and out wingers. One of them is um Craig Conway. Um, and they say about him he's you know he, he's works hard and shores up the wing defensively but when he gets a bit of freedom to attack he's a completely busted flush he's 33 he played for Cardiff that's where fans might recognise yeah, him say, yeah. yeah that's that's his background he's good at patrolling up and down the line you know that's that's you know he, you know, he can't skin a fullback on I the can outside. probably
3: patrol up and yeah. down <laughs> line, <Larry.
1: laughs> exactly that you know that's <laughs> what the linesman does <laughs> anyway <laughs> but uh, anyway but what he has got he's kind of like a poor man's gray He's got great defending. He can hold the ball up. He can draw fouls. He can do a bit of that. But he, when you see Conway out there, don't expect, you know, if it's Conway against Pennington, for example, don't necessarily expect a threat in that sense. I think he's he's containable. The other player who they've been using is again, and they've also been using him as fullback, is Elliot Bennett. Um CX
3: norwich am I th- He is indeed. Yeah. yeah, no, he's a
1: budgie. He was a budgie, um, and they they do love him. Um, he's the player in a way he epitomises spirit and desire within the club. He really, he's, he's a utterly wholehearted player. Um, Mr. Dependable um, challenges further forward. You know, he likes to belt, He's a, he's a bomber on as it were. He likes to, you know, that's what he likes doing. Um, but he's good with the ball attacking but when he's been having to cover uh, right back because Ryan Nyambi's been injured and he simply can't play that position. They When they beat West Brom the other week, Harvey Barnes was still at the club and there were some pitiable comments invoking the Geneva Convention kind of thing. Um, again, um, Bennett, he was getting absolutely roasted by Barnes and he picked up a yellow card and they were all panicking that he was going to get sent off because Barnes had him every single time. So he's a what. what Mowbray did, has been doing with them. He did this at Millwall last week. He started him at uh, right back, but then he switched him over to a left midfield role to protect Amari Bell, who we'll talk about the left back problem that they've got. And in that position, he was able to drop back and cover and bomb forward with the ball. So he's almost good as a second left back, if that makes sense, or yeah. as a second full back, but not necessarily as a winger. And certainly not as a as a primary fullback on his own, because if he gets isolated, on a, it's not so much that he doesn't have the pace, but he doesn't have the technique to be able to. You know, he can get that. You know, a, a, a winger can work him out basically if he is sitting in a, in in a fullback position on his own. But that's all they have in terms of attacking width. There's 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 nothing else there. And what they've been doing to cover for it, the other player who's been. Playing out wide is somebody we mentioned earlier on, which is Harrison Reed. And um, we kind of look at we go on yeah, to the midfield, who
3: I've, I tend to think of as a holding midfielder, but yeah, yeah he's got two goals for them as well. But mm. I think he's a good player, he's come to I think yeah. he's um relate to the guy the Les Reed, is it, the Southampton who was the director of football at Southampton, I think. Yes, yes,
1: um, yeah, yeah
3: had a good, had an impressive spell at Norwich and he just, did Yeah, yeah. Ali Reiter, I think, another loan yeah. with Blackburn, isn't it? It's not a perfect <laughs> yeah. deal.
1: No, it's not a permanent deal. Again, it's a season-long loan. Several. I I found this comments about half a dozen times going through their forums that they talk about the fact he's a, he's a player who makes the whole team tick. That's hmm. that's his kind of that's his thing.
3: He's similar in stature and appearance to Jack Colback, isn't he?
1: Oh God, yes, yes, well, he I mean, is. I'm not,
3: I'm not being gingerist here. But no, no, are. no, you're not. No, but, but they, you can see. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Everything yep. kind of is yeah. built around them, I think. Yeah. Looking
1: at the highlights videos, I can see that now. Yes, spot on. That's really, really it's true. Um, in terms of style though, he's slightly different. He's um I think Callback is more he's more I wouldn't say languid, he's he's less He's he's less mobile Mm. than Reed because Reed. I mean, the 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 way they describe Reed, high octane in your face midfielder who will simply run himself into the ground. He's that you know he's technically tidy, but um he's and he's urgent. The the, word word this uses urgent. He's that type of player who will you know he's kind of you know he hammers around the midfield just you know sort sort of putting down fires. But also he has a forward dynamic to him as well. He won't just get the ball and keep give it simple.
3: I think he got kicked on Wednesday night. I think he had to be taken off, but I think having read um, Mowbray's quotes there, I think he might be available yeah. Saturday, but yeah, yeah maybe yeah. maybe
1: holding an injury. We, yeah, we can't assume anything in terms of injuries. We in terms, of, he would be one of their first choice midfielders if he was fit, yeah. but he may well, and this is the other thing, he may well be struck out out on the wing because again, with the lack of wingers, he has been played out there, and he's not a wide player. No. When he plays out wide, he ends up. He just doesn't know the role. He keeps giving it away or he plays it backwards, so he doesn't. You know, he's whereas a wing, winger's in a way. It's quite an unsophisticated role. You attack your full-back, you cut inside, etc. He doesn't seem to have enough familiarity with the role to know what to do in each individual circumstance. Because you, 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 whereas in a midfield role, he's 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 got he's got the topography worked out much better. He's 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 not a weak player out wide, but he doesn't he doesn't have the same level of impact.
3: It feels like a similar selection choice to Sears out wide as in it's a player yep. who's got the ability to be mobile, is also mm. keen and busy. Um, because yeah. of that, when when push comes to shove, might be someone that the, the manager thinks well he can yeah. do a job out there and, and ends up doing that. But probably prefers yeah. to be somewhere else, maybe more central.
1: Yeah, yeah do a job. Yes. Do a job. Exactly. exactly that. Yeah. The other players they've got it, are mentioned. There's a guy who has just broken through. Um, Richard Smallwood will come back to, but Richard Smallwood, he's a he's actually he's a holding midfielder who got sent off um, for for um diving in against um Sheffield United um on the 29th of September and he picked up a three match ban so Lewis Travis who may well start against a us couple no, there no. it is actually yes indeed a, he's a, he um he replaced him and um and he has t- Lewis has taken his chance um he is he's another version of Reid in that he's industrious he's energetic but he also has a forward dimension to him. Several times I saw this phrase pop up another lovely ball from Travis to Dak. So he's almost the it's assist bond. The, Yeah, exactly, a ball exactly, the assist before the assist almost. He's um he gets fa- and he gets forward far enough. As I say, we'll talk about Corey Evans and Smallwood and in a minute there because they're the more defensively minded, cautious play the percentages holding midfielders Travis is a bit like Reid he can he has that in him but he can also he has this dynamic side to him as well and the other thing they've picked up he's only 21 he was at Liverpool before um, academy before switching to Blackburn and um, he he He's so composed on the ball and all the teammates who are around him relax when he's in possession as well. I, I was kind of thinking of Dazelle when I was listening to the way they were describing him, actually, that he's um, he has that ability to... He seems to have one of those midfielders who seems to be able to find time on the ball. Yes,
3: I was thinking exactly that as you mentioned it, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Um, he's, he's raw, though. As I say, it could well be he's just come into the team and he hasn't been worked out yet. Um, but watch out for the name. He, he He's been nowhere near the the setup. Certainly back in August he wouldn't have been, but he's somebody who's come in, he's taken his chance and um they like him. They really, really do like him. They think he's got real long term potential. He sets up goals as foreplay, but also he seems to have the maturity not to overcommit in tackles, which was a pro criticism of Smallwood. Um Smallwood and Evans briefly, I'll mention them both. So Richard Smallwood they pretty um,
3: much have a presence aren't they, those two?
1: <clears throat> yeah, they have been. Certainly would, they would have been back in August. Um, Smallwood they describe him a great gaff great grafter um, but quite limited t- ability-wise. He busts the gut to break up play. He's literally the engine of the team. So another one of these hard-working players. But they say you can't question... This is Samuel with faint praise. You can't question his heart even if he's not one of our better players. Um, so it's, um, but again, he dived in, there was an out of control challenge. It was a red against Sheffield United and he missed, as I say, he's had a three game ban, which started on the, um, for, uh, for the, um, the West Brom game. So um, he's been, he's been out of the picture. Um, I think he played against um, Newcastle, if I'm not mistaken. In the I think he came back in, in the cup replay during the week. Yeah, he did him and Travis were beside each other in, in midfield, but, um, Again, he may feature because of with the illness bug. But the um, the other player who is probably meant to be the more established um, is Corey Evans. Um, um United, isn't he? Corey, Evans, indeed, he? yes, yeah. yeah. ex he went through the United, Youth uh, Hull, yeah, of course, yeah, Hull. Hull was where he did play. Um, again, they describe him as a bit pedestrian, he's what, 28 now, he's um, he's an absolute fighter, he's 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 he's, he's they like his bravery, goes 50-50 into tackles, others happily avoid. Um, um, but they again, damning with faint praise, an average player who does a good job against lesser teams. Um, a couple of cynical comments about him um one is said they describe him this came up last season as well or two seasons ago I remember when he when there was because he's been with them for a good few years now about only seeming to find his form before international breaks which because he's <laughs> a northern Ar- Irish Ar- yeah. yeah hes He's played over fifty times for them, so he's an established international. But, but this, uh, but this, this Plus one he's a
3: nice away trip in yeah, a hotel. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, But this, this is a, um, He, this, this Tan, tan fans are going to love this one, that he's degenerating into the, into the. Uh, they describing as degenerating into the bastard child of Keith Andrews, marking, marking <laughs> space, marking space, and doing a lot of pointing while the game passes them by completely discuss yeah doing paper scissors <laughs> set pieces and telling people to be careful what they wish yeah, for yeah I have to say I for years I used to I had a real downer on um, uh, it was I thought Andrews was not the problem and for um, uh, for, uh, for Ipswich in the in the dual era, um, and it was only actually when I looked back at the famous seven one against Peterborough that I realised he scored that wonderful early goal. But it, actually, he wasn't. The, it was you know I also thought Ledbetter was the problem, but in fact it wasn't. I think Andrews was, you know, he gave the illusion of presence, but yeah. he I scored think a in few time, goals and... yeah. And those long-range strikes, but I actually think Ledbetter was the, was the one who was trying to carry the whole team. So um, mm. hindsight, eh? So um, anyway, that's Corey Evans. Sorry. And uh, watch out for him. And if you see, watch out for Someone the Keith points Andrews, point, point, yep. point, Pointing and marking space. The only other player who might feature, small, quick sideline, Joe Rothwell. 23 he came from oxford and he is blossoming into the team and he's somebody who i think is for next season or the season after um they they this is high praise from a blackburn fan they described one of them described him as reminding them of two guy wow um with his ab- ability Can't to spot there. Yeah, exactly spot and execute a pass technically outstanding and looks very comfortable lacking an end product still but he's getting he's strong getting forward and running at players but whether or not he's able to do it enough or is is questionable, yeah. and I'm not sure he necessarily has the industry of the others. But he could be he could he could be a good foil in there. The problem is you can only ever play two of them when you've got Dak sitting in front. So you know it's it feels uh, a bit cloggy in the you know, centre. It it, it, it it does it does yeah. Um,
3: taking a step back to the the defense, then Lenahan and Mulgrew are pretty much solid, yeah. dependable centre back choices, aren't they? Yeah. Mulgrew's a, a good quality player, but it's the full backs yeah. where we've got issues or they've got yeah.
1: issues. Yeah, we'll do. Um, let let's start at the centre because we'll, we'll do the centre backs. Um, Lenihan is straightforward, I think. Um, he's a man mountain at the back. They describe him as. He's kind of technically not brilliant. Um, he can be rash and inconsistent at times. Um, he he can be. They, they they worry about his impetuosity. He he's a converted midfielder, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's played once for Ireland. He was on loan for at Burton a few seasons back. He's very much a youth product, and I remember him coming through and being very much an understudy too. Um. Uh, oh, what's his name? He's playing for Norwich now. The, the oh, Grant Hanley.
3: Okay. Yep.
1: Yeah. Very much that. But he was he was breaking into the team at the time. Um, Mowbray likes his aggression and pace, but uh, but he does have this impetuous side to him, and he's also he's not technically good with the ball. Yeah, he scored a couple of headed goals, but he can get beaten in for high... he can get beaten for headers actually a few of them have spotted that but more, more the problem is more him guilty of punting the ball in the air with little height composure and ability he hoofs it basically He's um, whereas we know Charlie Mulgrew does not hoof Very the ball as we know. and there is a warning here for Dean Gherkin um, he scored eight goals this season Mulgrew four of them have been penalties two of them been, have been free kicks but more tellingly two of them have been direct from corners and he, did, he scored one of those against West oh, Brom no Harry no <laughs> sorry, sorry. I've got yeah. QPR in my head all over. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Just watch out for that. He's um, he's not. They, you know, they say they they pra- they praise his defending, but then occasionally you will get comments like he lets opponents get free headers and he can get caught under the ball. He's not somebody who relies on pace, so he could play on until his mid thirties. How old he is? What he's 32 now, so he could have a couple of more se- seasons in him. He's very much the organizer as well. That's the other thing he does. You know he marshals everybody runs at the end of the um you know at the end of games running around telling everyone to keep concentrating kind of thing. That's very much him. Has he yeah. slightly
3: moved back down the I thought he was a midfielder maybe at his starting yeah. his career. Has he slightly moved back, has he?
1: No, it's him and Lenehan at the back, definitely. Yeah. And the, the other players to say, keep an eye out for Rodwell. We talked about him earlier. They, they were very impressed with him against Millwall. So if he does play, don't be surprised. It's The, the thing they like about him is his composure. He's comfortable with, with possession. He's got that composure, time on the ball. He's the only def- defender who can successfully move the ball around. He adds a bit of craft to the back line. So if he does come in, if Milgru is, is injured or if he's out, Rodwell... they were he is very much rebuilding his career um, and he's
3: moving back in position as well because he was in yeah, the exactly. midfielder, yeah. I think
1: yeah but having Tony Mowbray there as a, as a manager is probably the perfect you know the perfect mentor for that you know. Right. you know you couldn't ask for bet you couldn't ask for better um, shall we now okay so that, that's the good bits of the defence the more problematic ones we'll do the keeper because David Rea um, uh, this is an interesting we won't be successful at this level with David Rea in goal. He's 23. He's a youth product. He was born in Barcelona, um, but he's, he's very much come through the, I think he's played, made his debut in that final game of the season when they, we needed to win to get into the playoffs. Oh, and
3: the
1: 3-2. The 3-2 and Derby blew it as well. The one where Teddy Bishop brilliantly won the penalty for us. that mad game. We all had the radios going. It was great fun. Um, but uh, he's, It's an odd one. He makes outrageous saves that he has no right to, but he flaps at hard shots, hit straight at him. There was an example of this in the Newcastle replay. It was two all, it went into extra time, and whoever it was rifled a shot at him, which he blocked, and was it Perez? Perez? No, Hasselou, it was Hasselou, I think came through. He was slightly offside, he was half you know half a foot offside but he broke through picked up the rebound and put it in his confidence went and then the second goal which which i think was perez beat him which which it, sh- it shouldn't have he's one of those strange keepers that if you shoot the ball away from him he'll dive and make a worldly, and make a world class save, save. Yep. yes camera, camera save but if you blast the ball straight at him he'll parry it straight back out again and okay. i found myself thinking you know you almost want to throw Caden jackson on as an option so you know whoever it is just yeah, just literally just blast the ball at him knowing that he won't catch it and then just have somebody ready for the follow-up um, it's come up he he had a good run earlier but then this this is a problem that's flared up in the past it hasn't flared up in the recent games where they've done well but this but against Newcastle it definitely did and um, his reflexes are brilliant but he's prone to de- basic errors if it's instinctive he's decent but he's, if it's poor he has to stop and think about it he's not calm and he gets the defense in front of him they end up playing on edge um and there's a question mark a little bit of a question mark about his crosses but his kicking particularly uh, puts them under puts them under pressure he's, he still lacks de- decisiveness he's only 23 um he's a real prospect and they you know, they were all saying, "Well, cut him, a, cut him a break. It's his first season playing permanently in the championship, so it, he's learning. You know, he, he's very much a work in progress." Yeah, they do they uh,
3: appear to have many backup options though? Do they? I'm looking. No, at they it. don't. Uh, Lloyd Weiler and Fisher, uh, is it? Yeah,
1: no, they don't. It's Lloyd Weiler, um, who played for Shrewsbury, I think it is. He's um, yeah, he's the can, you know, the can, Canada international. So he is a he's a Plan B, but he's a but if he was going to come in against us, he would have come in against Newcastle during the week. Yeah, yeah, no question. So that's the, as I say, the keeper. As I say, keep an eye on him if you're at the game. Yeah, not bulletproof. He's not bulletproof. No, he's not. Um, and at fullback, let's do the good bit because they've got Ryan Nyambe. If he if he's fit, he's been in and out of the team again. I think he started against Newcastle. So hopefully that for them he will be fit. Um, <clears throat> right back. Again, I think he's a converted midfielder. If I'm not mistaken, he has pace, but he can also sit deep and hold the line solidly. He's a decent work in progress, 21-year-old youth, youth product right back, learning his trade. He's athletic, he's quick, he's strong, he's good on the ball. And um, one of the one of them said the bit that he still has to learn. He's not remotely a threat going forward. He gets so far and then seems to get a nosebleed before turning back around. Um, and they also said he is quite weak at. Too weak in the air to play as a net net centre half, which did make me wonder whether you could peel somebody off. Now that we have a bit of height in the team, mm-hmm. um, to target him on the back post at set plays, he needs to drop. But the big thing is he needs to drastically improve his crossing. But he he can read the game quite well, so defensively he's competent. Um, it feels but like I,
3: maybe he wants to be part of a back three, maybe rather than as yeah. a fullback.
1: Well, they played them as a back three against Newcastle, yeah. but it it, was, it didn't. The back three against Newcastle in the cup replay didn't work because it was just a complete lack of familiarity. I mean, they were just they they yeah they were they were making it up as they went along. It was a very porous defence they had. The defence is a problem for them. They've only kept one clean sheet in the last thirteen games. It's worth highlighting this. Um, there's. And the full-backs, as I say, they describe them as the soft underbelly of the team. Um, The left-back particularly, the... the I don't know if people remember Amari Bell. He was in the fringes of the Birmingham team a few years Stop. back.
3: Name the rings. Nobody <laughs> uh, name, yeah. name the rings, he yeah. bells, Harry. But well,
1: just... <laughs> the doom to He's, um, he's interesting. He's, um, he is now start, he's, he's starting to get targeted by opponents and I'd be stunned if Paul Lambert doesn't have a great big red circle around his name in whatever file, whatever, or whatever PowerPoint presentations are <laughs> doing the rounds in doing the rounds of Playford road. Um, oh god where do you begin um he's he's really getting found out this year millwall targeted him uh wigan targeted him early in the season newcastle have targeted him um he i've never seen a fullback letting a man get free um get a free cross into the box so consistently he lets wow. he he can't stop crosses coming in so if you know depending on who we put on the right wing there's a you know, just there's a source yeah, of Lancaster, supply there, man. Lancaster. Yeah, exactly. I think a proper out winger. He puts us under pressure, giving the ball away in our third. Um, um, he can be a threat going forward, but he still doesn't know how to use his pace, and he needs to trust his physicality. They, they brought him in, be- they brought him because he has got good pace. He played for Fleetwood last season, and he had a full season under his belt with them, so they, they would have thought. You know he was it was a permanent signing from Fleetwood, uh, having gone out of the Birmingham system. Um, but uh, but he puts them under pressure constantly by giving the ball away in their own third of the pitch. And if you think he's bad, the backup Derek Williams. Yeah, he uh, played at Portman Road. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, um, He's League One personified, apparently. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> and yeah. um, this, I mean, if this is this will sound familiar. Um, he wins the ball, but then gives it away with clueless half clipped balls into nowhere. Um I like the Nixon
3: big... Does yeah, cool. exactly, yeah, exactly.
1: It looks like it might be interesting, but it's actually. Not useless, really yeah it's useless exactly it's it's kind of a nothing ball um and the problem is i think it's in his head his concentration is this came up time and time and time and time again concentration is so bad so they were saying well take me you know, they, they one of the standard routes on their forum is oh we'll take bell out and put williams in and you kind of go that just starts that's a four pager straight away because they're all going to just start getting stuck into each other about which one is worse um it can derail a thread. Um, and one of them said, this is damning, he said uh, he has a fatal mistake in him. They said he's, uh, he finds ever more creative ways to A, give goals away for nothing, B, miss absolute sitters, or C, both. Um, yeah, let's he, hope he starts on yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Then, <laughs> <We> <laughs> love him instead of Bell. But that's, the, the left back is a, it's definitely an area to, to watch out for. They, it's... Um, it is a weakness for them. So and, that's the, and the, the wide
3: thing. areas generally it sounds like as well. It's the, it's a lack of
1: width, yeah. That's that's their problem. But but hence why they're mid table. Yeah. Hence and hence why they're mid table and that's the area obviously you can see Mowbray, if not in January, certainly next summer, that'll be where he'll look to you know, if you're gonna rebalance the squad, that's 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 where you look. Yeah. And
3: they've got a couple of weeks of the January window, I guess, left yeah. as well. Um, yeah. brilliant stuff, Harry. Thank you for, for all of yeah. that. Um shall we look through Daryl's combined eleven?
1: Let's go for it. Yeah,
3: he's given us two teams, isn't he? But I think probably yeah. my preference is to see if we can construct one. Yeah. Um, keeper, we think so. <coughs> yeah. Well, let's list the options and maybe agree yeah. them as we go. So Mark Grew or yeah. Jason Brown.
1: Yeah. Well, Jason Brown was a speculative Mick punt, I think. Whereas Mark was around, if I'm not mistaken, in the mid. It was the mid '80s. If I'm, i I would have gone with Grew just purely. Br- J- Jason Brown was a classic Mick. Third choice keeper kind Paddy of punt. exactly that. Yeah, so we go with Mark Grew as a, as our goalkeeper for, for starters, and then we move on to the back onto the back four. Do you want to run through it?
3: Yeah, well, I, I think the left back options are um, <laughs> Gary Croft. <Buffs laughs> yeah, playing in a tag. Would you I know. think Jamie Cavelle is an option at left back?
1: Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, I,
3: and then. I, I... Yeah, can you tell? So Alan Hunter's in there. I think that's a give, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is. Bobby Bell, we're thinking maybe is the other
1: one. I I'd, I'd go with Bobby Bell over Glen Keely. They were the two options. Keely was an early Robson player, if I'm not mistaken, early '70s. There was a lovely thread when cause, because um, I should point out Blackburn when they do their match day thread, do a they talk they do a list of players who've played for both. Nothing as professional as what Darrell puts together for us, but they do have a they do chat about just to see you know. Past history, and one of them when they put, listed the players, um, said, "My God, we haven't have we haven't have shared some dire players with them." You can certainly see why both clubs have had more struggles than good times over recent years. They were it was a pretty grim list, it, possibly not. All the way through the team, but there's um, some,
3: there's some more bad players. We'll get to no, the strikers. Yeah, they get onto
1: the strikers. There's no shortage yeah. of your options, absolutely. But um but Bobby Bell, they loved him. So he was he was he was with a 68 to 71, so late 60s. And one of them, there was a peer and praise for him. They were talking about how, blink and you miss him. He was a really, really tidy centre back. So you'd almost put him with Hunter. I would have thought. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there would have been there wouldn't have been much between them in terms of years. So we will go with an old school centre back pairing, and then we move on to the midfield. Well, we missed out right
3: back. Um, oh yeah so yeah Danny yes, Simpson, yes. I think, is in there as yeah. a
1: backup option to
3: Bradley or Ryback. I think we like Bradley, Orr, don't we? I like yeah, Danny Bradley Simpson's Orr. got a champion. is a champion medal with Leicester, though, hasn't he? Um he has, Let's Bradley. Yes.
1: Yeah, no, let's go with Bradley or the sentimentality. No, he is now, but I think he was fleeting with both teams. I don't think he. I think they I were loans, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. they were loans. Yeah, um, yeah.
3: He's got. Um, so let's deal with the wide midfielders I think it's a four-four-two we're going
1: to go with. Tom yeah. Lawrence, the
3: left wing, I think, is, is, is a shoe in. Yeah, well, um,
1: there is there is Cameron Stewart as an option. There is Cameron Stewart
3: <laughs> as an
0: option,
1: Harry. That is true. Yeah, yeah. I think we we'll go with Tom Lawrence. Yeah, um, yep.
3: right wing. I'm also quite happy with um uh Daryl's choice of Alan Judge. Yeah. Who, yeah. Um,
1: yeah. It's not, natu- it's not as natural. He's normally I've always seen him as slightly left sided or central. But given, I mean, Plan B is Roy Stevenson, who, to be fair, I looked him up actually, and he was he played for the club for about five years. In the early 60s so it's going back to the alpha you know the alpha era so
3: I guess we should maybe, probably put Roy Stevenson because Alan Judge hasn't yet played for Ipswich no he hasn't and, and broadcasting Stevenson,
1: yeah and Stevenson. I don't think he was a total regular it'd be interesting if t- he's not he's not a name that leaps out to me because I said my era is more Bobby but um, but it'd be interesting to, to get tweets or comments on on Roy because I, I the name I looked him up and I saw all of his appearances etc but I couldn't get much of a, a read on him as a player but um, let's go with Roy and then we move and. Into central midfield, yeah,
3: then some, some abundance of options here as well. Let's start with uh, the the other options. Um, so, yeah. um, Douglas, uh, Jonathan Douglas is is there? If we, um, yeah. anyone was motivated by that, um, Ryan yeah. Tinnercliffe as well, another yeah. um, Mick, Mick midfielder. Um, Keith yeah. Andrews, we've mentioned him already. Um, yeah. um Dan's yeah. got as a central midfielder. I not a wide player. Yeah. Um, but um, what were we thinking there? Can I tempt um, you with a, some Douglas? Uh, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'd be no, tempted. Uh,
1: no, you see, the problem is we've we've already damned Keith Andrews because of his um, because of his lack of you know his 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 vagueness. I suppose. God, let, let's let's be controversial. Let's put Dougie in. Let's presume it's early Dougie, not 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 the, the Newcastle versions, yeah, yeah, the Bremsle, not not the Newcastle Wanderer, as it were. You know, <laughs> strolling around midfield. Let's go with Dougie and Tunnel Cliff. It's solid. It's competent. It is solid. Yeah, yeah. And
3: up front, I mean, these four. I yeah, mean, I think is you know we'd play all of them if we could. Chefki, um, K- yeah. Um, yeah, DJ Campbell, John Stead, yeah. Jordan Rhodes. I mean, on, yeah. even on his bench, we've got Marcus Bent. Um, the Blackburn edition of Leon Best is probably more memorable than the, <laughs> the um, ITFC one. And at the, uh, the time of recording, this is the anniversary of the one nil Lincoln FA Cup defeat oh, uh, when Leon Best made his last appearance. Um, mm. Dominic Samuel's there. Luke Varney's there. Francis yeah. Jeffers, who. Um, who had turned down a permanent move to it just to get more money at Blackburn, and his career died yeah. on his ass after that. But yeah. yeah, I think we've got. I think Coochie mm. and Rhodes, nice.
1: Mm. You see, now daryl has been clever because you see, Coochie and Campbell yeah. works really well together. I think, yeah. They can because one, you know, Campbell will punch, both of them will punch holes in defences, mm. and and create spaces for the other. Whereas I think Stead and Rhodes actually works well as well as a combination. Quite, yeah, yeah, you can see they're both they're two different. Models, you know, two two different attacking blends, as it were. Stead, you can see Stead leading the line for me, whereas jodes I've never or Jordan Rhodes, I should say, I've never seen him as a net line leader. I've always seen him as an off the shoulder. You play the ball on the deck for him to run onto. That's that's how I've always seen Rhodes. So him and Stead together works quite well. Yep. Whereas Coochie and Campbell, I just think is more. It's a kind of more it's in your face, small, isn't it? Yeah, it's and it's in your face Pace, as well. Yeah, them. yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, do that.
3: They, I like that. Nice. Daryl, brilliant yeah. work. Presumably Mogger is in charge. Yes. Um, he, he was a caretaker. And I need to quickly point out before we move away from Blackburn um, the shirts behind me. Um, yes. Are, yeah, my shirts of many colours, mm. Harry. D- does that one ring any bells? No, oh, go I, for
1: it. You, I can't, I'm not good on yours. Go for it. Go for so it. So
3: this is um, talking of Mogga. Um, yeah. the two all draw in the playoff season 1990. Yes, it was. Marcus scored right. a last minute half he volley did. that rocketed yeah. into the corner. Um, mm-hmm. And this one is um, a special addition, uh, a special because this is the shirt that we wore to draw nil nil on the last day of the season away at Blackburn, when Mark Steen scored a last minute winner to beat Sheffield United, which relegated them and kept us up. That's um, right. For another season of toil in the Premier League. Oh, but yeah. it's a survival shirt. So Never. I'm bringing the survival shirt. To okay, the it's
1: pod. That, yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Should we do some
3: um, <laughs> questions? Thank you again, Daryl. That was um, brilliant. And um, I hope you enjoyed our analysis and our um, selection choices there. Um, we'll come back and do some plugs later on. Given we've talked about him, should we quickly do Alan Judge? Yeah. Um, and I need to find who asked us the question. Uh, Sorry, one minute. I've got lots of interesting
1: questions. While you're, here. While, while you're working through that, I can. Brad I can, Archer. I,
3: I've found it, but keep going. Yeah,
1: go for it. No, go for
3: it. So, Brad Archer is uh, does Judge start on Saturday? If so, where does he play?
1: Um, good question. Um, I don't know. Um, it's something funny we were talking about. Um, Dawkins last week, and I, I, Paul Eastwood picked me up on YouTube, one of the YouTube comments about I put him in as a starter because I felt he was to me he could play in a good left wing position. That's I, I'm always I like to see players in their in their preferred roles. Um, Judge, I don't he wants know. To be a number it, ten, it, doesn't he? He does want to be a number ten, and I think given what you were saying about how the Rotherham game was last week. Judge probably would be more effective in balancing the central midfield and providing that link back up to whoever we have the front three, yes. rather than rather than being isolated out wide. And the other issue is around pace. If he doesn't have the pace he used to have, he does have the footballing brain. Mm. Therefore, he would be able to anticipate. He he, he has the geometry, as it were. So yeah. let me
3: flip the question round. So Brad, yeah. we'll, we'll come back to this. It's complemented mm. by this question from Sam Chapman, which is, yeah. who will drop out to make way for Judge? Um, and he asks, similarly, how will he fit in our system? So, the the two central midfielders last week were yeah. Scoose and Chalaba. I didn't think it was a particularly great game for Chalibur. So, do we just have one sitter in Scoose and maybe push Judge a bit further up the field?
1: I it? would, Chalaba would be my candidate to drop after, to be honest, because I think Judge could also, if you're on the basis that players can drift backwards, you could have Skews and Judge sitting. Judge could play a deep-lying playmaker role, and Chalaba, for me, in the heat of battle, he still has this reflex of turning backwards. He just has this, or I don't know.
3: Or a silly, you know, minus yeah. pass. There was definitely a few yeah. of those where he did get yeah. the ball, tried yeah. to be too smart, or yeah. got picked off, yeah.
1: Yeah, I could see skewson and Judge being a very effective and industrious pair. They'd complement each other quite well in a slightly, you know, in that sort of midfield Skunch. role. I'm sorry, <laughs> that's
3: one, that's one for Graham Blackman. <laughs> <laughs> we think he will start. Yeah, he's got to really, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. The Brentford fans briefly. There was, I won't go through. There was. There was a few comments about him. They couldn't believe you could going back to the club that ruined his career and all this nonsense we'll pass over that quickly the one thing they said about him was he will be he's, he's much loved he was deeply loved there a talented player with a really good footballing brain but also they said they did talk about him slowing the whole game down and not for the better after he came back from his injury but against that you have to benchmark that against Brentford tempo rather than Ipswich tempo yes yeah, because you, know, you say is it really? yeah, exactly that. You know, you know, he might slow a lot of players, would slow the whole game down playing for Brentford because the, it's because their game is predicated on pace and movement. So, um, but um, yeah, they think he's a really good, and also, if the worst comes to the worst, he is the type of player who could, hopefully, as I say, similarly with um with Keane up front, he could spin around and help get a strike back up again. If mm-hmm. if if it goes that way, yep. um, yeah, they're they're sorry to see him go. They really are, but it's sadness necessarily rather than. A sadness at him as a person, rather than as a footballing loss. Yeah.
3: Any mention of Luke Heim? Dare I ask?
1: Uh, you have a few passing comments, but no, they tend to blame him and Mick. They're convinced they were the villains, not the whole club. You know, Ipswich. You know, we're not basically we're not all being tarred with the you know with, with the cloak of villainy, yeah. as it were. But uh, yeah, no, they did bang it's, um, on
3: about it for quite a while,
1: didn't they? They did, yeah. No, it's um, um but uh, we'll see, we'll see. But um, you know, they, yeah. Uh, to be fair, Blackburn fans are worried about him as well. They're convinced he's going to score against them because he obviously had time up there as well. That's really when right. we used to we tried, we tried to get him. Yeah, he's he one of those players who's. He's, He's got away from him several times, yeah. so it's good to have him. Mm.
3: Um, Harry Butcher, um, our mate Harry asks, um, yeah. how did you both feel um, when Hughes was in the squad last week? What was your feeling about Hughes? didn't come on. Um, that's a good thing, isn't it?
1: Oh, no, it's a great thing. No, it is. He's in safe hands. That's a yep. good thing as well. That's the that's the other good thing. With Lambert, he is in safe hands, and he will, you know, we're all yeah, you know, keeping everything crossed, lighting candles, doing everything, just to hope that he, you know, he can actually, you know, he can evolve into a more, con- we saw that famous goal against Newcastle. If he can evolve into that more consistently, you know, that, you know, going back to what we were saying right at the beginning of the show about us going, spinning three wins in a row together, you could see Hughes, a fit Hughes very much in that model. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, it's
3: obviously a positive thing. Um, yeah. We yeah we need to be careful with him. Um, Tim asks yeah. where we see him fitting in. He asks us the, the the usual peppery question. I don't think there's any peppery Blackburn players, is there? This no, week.
1: there not No, no 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 not even Armstrong because peppery tends to be a little bit um you know they tend to be a, 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 effervescent and flighty and Armstrong, Armstrong isn't that. No, there's not. No no no, no there's no pepper. This no. but we no. But do we think it's
3: him and Judge playing for the same position on the pitch? Maybe.
1: It depends how it depends how Lambert wants to play, and if he wants to play with the big man up front, you could have Hughes. Could could Hughes end up sitting? No, you see, Hughes isn't really a playmaker, is he? It's an interesting one. He drifts. He drifts forward, doesn't mm. he?
3: I mean, maybe he's a number ten. Maybe he's another option for Keane's position, perhaps.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. It's good to have all these options. It really it's is. Nice though, You're isn't trying I? to work it out. It could well be, you know, because we know we, we know what Skews can do. We know backwards. It's it'll be intriguing. You could see, yes, Judge and Hughes. Complementing each other, or, or possibly if there's a crisis, George drifting out wide and Hughes sitting in the centre. But, but the the creativity, the anticipation of space the you can see it all is. We're suddenly getting a whole level of dynamism that we just simply haven't had for Absolutely. the first half of the season. It's brilliant. Yeah. yeah.
3: Um, going quickly back to Blackburn. Um, Andy yeah. Grimes asks how we stop Dak on Saturday. I guess we hope
1: that he's got a
3: sickness bug and. Is on the bench again, but oh,
1: it's, no, it's it's perfectly it's tailor made for excuse. It? It's tailor made. Oh, yeah, it is Scusey. That, that's what he does. I've seen him do it time and time again. You know, deep line, a deep, you know, a number ten, a, a second striker, somebody, a player who will drop deep to get well, off like the he did back four. Medicine, I guess. Yeah, exactly. He does. He's this. I've I've seen him do it time and time again under Mick. You know, you'll see a a player, a winger, drop into midfield, or you know, drop into as a deep lying striker. Uh, you know, under Mick, and within three minutes, you could see Mick. It obviously this was the game plan. And Skuse came over and said, "Welcome to your new best friend." And he just you know he just follow him around. I would trust. You know, I just it's great having Skuse there because you know that he will make sure that Dak is. Thirty percent of what that can be, fingers crossed. So um, yeah, there was definitely
3: yeah. a feeling of more comfort about yeah. having Skuse back in the team last week. We have missed him. Um, yeah, which was going was back a bit to Twitter, debate We had about that as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. um, Steve Moore. Um, and um, congrats to Steve Moore. Another sellout of Turnstile Blues last week, um, here where he was editor. Um, was Saturday's team selection a change of approach from Lambert to a more pragmatic, um, in brackets, McCarthy-like team, or a one-off for a must-win <laughs> match? Um, and would we have picked up more points playing that way since November? Well, Do
1: it was the... a
3: one-off for Rotherham that?
1: Um, he does stick with the same model. I, I think given the way the game went, you could, I could see where Steve is coming from. Actually, you can see a case for that. Um, but we simply wouldn't have had the players to be able to do that back in November. Mm. That's, that's, that's the, that's the obvious, it's the obvious thing to say, Uh, but, um, Collins is uh, is critical to that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think, yeah, there's a lot in that. There's a lot in that. Mm. Yeah.
3: Um, couple more. Paul Warner um, stating the obvious that we need as many points as possible in such a short time, but how vital is it to be within touching, touching distance of safety by the time we get to Norwich? I feel it could be our biggest game, let alone Derby in years. Do you, do you put much into the narrative around being in contention and using Norwich as an opportunity to maybe push us out of the bottom three? I mean, that's ideal, isn't it? But it's it's only a few weeks away. Norwich is 9th yeah. uh, of Feb, isn't it?
1: It is. It's not that far off. It's only. It's literally what two or four. It's three three, three. three weeks away. The thing about Norwich, all the games I've seen since um, that they, they overtook us in going into the Premier League and then dropping yo and started yo-yoing. When they come to play us, they feel the onus is on them to win, and time and time again they get nervous and they play within themselves. It's been a pattern since they dropped back down again, since the Mick era, all that that group of games. I know we haven't beaten them, but they've always been tentative. They've always been nervous, and I've always felt that if we were able to get among them, and you know, they they, old, they don't like it up and thing. We you know, they, they they you know, if if there's not if there's nothing in it with minutes to go, as we saw famously at Carrow Road last season. They can be, you know, they can, they really can be got at, and I think having Lambert in the bench, I
3: was going to say Lambert we're it, well up for one thing.
1: Yeah, so he knows, he knows, you know, he knows, you know, if he knows our DNA well, he knows the DNA of them perfectly. It's, 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 it's quite perfect for him, and it, you know, it's all about. It's not even just about the Norwich game. It's about momentum. It is about building momentum, mm-hmm. and that game could be pivotal in allowing us to do that. Yeah, um, yeah.
3: Just to acknowledge um, Barry. Um about Lambert theme merchandise. I'll leave that one for Ben and maybe the Sunday show. Similarly, Adam, um, I think probably we'll come back to Paul Hurst's comments maybe on Sunday as well. But, uh, did you see Paul Hurst's interview last week, Carrie or, um, I did. To cover yeah. Us back a little bit there. I think. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I think. Did he draw a parallel at one stage that letting letting Webster go? The thing that that leapt out. I could be wrong on this. And I, I apologize if I've picked it up incorrectly. He talked about letting Webster go and not getting his replacement in until right at the beginning of the season. Mm. I think I heard that right. If he was thinking that Insiala was a like-for-like replacement for Webster, it
3: tells you I, about Hurst does it, like?
1: That 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 was the that was the small. And I I, I haven't. Fact-checked it properly, but that was the comment that leapt out, and I went, "Whoa, no, no, that if that that just you question his judgement if that was the case. If I've got that wrong, yeah. I apologise. I think uh, again, yeah. the, the, this is yeah. one
3: where as Ipswich fans with insider knowledge. I think we have a maybe a different opinion to the wider world because they'll probably pick yeah. up on the Evans bit, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think he came across particularly impressive. Or um, yeah, it's a shame because as we mm. talked about at the start, high hopes. Um, Harvey yeah. asked a question about Denasim, but I think Denasim about. Um, out on loan or is about yeah. to go out on loan so probably we'll leave that one if but it was
1: but, uh, no I, I spot that that was the contrast between Nciala and Danassian quick one line answer on that I think he's absolutely onto something there I think the reason Nciala was preferred over Danassian was because of his physicality yeah. you know whatever else about his rawness he did actually add a bit of that and throwing him on against Rotherham again was, an, was yeah. a well he you charged know, just, around yeah.
3: and stuck yeah, his head exactly. on stuff yeah I, I don't exactly. agree I don't think yeah. Danassian's got that yeah. I think you're and, onto something there Harvey but and, I think Sorry,
1: yeah, on. and very briefly as well, Collins made all the defence play twenty percent better. Just and if you have got if if Chambu, God forbid, gets injured and you put Inciala in there with Collins beside him, I'm not criticising Chambers when I say this, but having someone of the scale of of Collins there beside you, he can he's you know Insiela could learn so much. Mm.
3: Maybe there's a coach role that we can offer for Collins maybe yeah. next season as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Super. I think uh, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll end with um, with our mate Mullet. Um, um, does Lambert maintain the system? Does he reinvent judges at number ten in the Hulahan McGoldrick mould, or does he have the legs power wide? I think we've covered a little bit about that. But yeah. are you thinking that Lambert's now got the players for the system that he wants, rather than maybe trying to find a a way of playing with what he's got?
1: Oh, he's had this. I think he's been working on a system from for. Since he really going back to November, right the way through, I think he's been he's been working on that. I think he's I I would say he's close to his squad. We need to start shedding a few. Yeah. Being greedy, being greedy, I'd like another finisher in there. But um, I like another
3: right back. But it,
1: yeah. But that said, no Pennington. Bear in mind, part of the problem with Pennington was the lack of protection he was getting further forward.
3: Maybe and and we've seen Edwards kind of started yep. to be dispensed yep. with as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Mm.
3: So um, I guess we'll find out on Saturday as well. We shall do. Brilliant yeah. stuff. Thank you, Harry. Um, do you want to quickly do your plugs? I want to mention quickly the um, Russell Osmond event at the Southwest Branch, which, if you're listening yes, to this yes. on Friday, is mm. this evening. Um, yeah but that's Hort. worth and funds go to the Kevin Beattie statue as well don't they
1: Indeed, yeah. Russell has done um, it's a horse bar if I'm not mistaken if I've got the na- name of the venue that's right, right yeah. um, and uh, it's um, it's a brilliant evening Russell has done two previous um Southwest chats He he's superb he's tactically incredibly insightful and he's also having spent time recently with Lambert mm. he will give you a first hand account of his sense of what's going on in the DNA at the club at the moment so um yeah. If you get over there if you can, it'll be an absolutely brilliant evening. And not all
3: of not coming forward either.
1: No, oh no, he's not. And also, as I say, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, the Southwest Group. It's an absolutely fantastic ITFC Southwest. Um, they have a brilliant WhatsApp chat group. They also have a fantastic, um, you know, Twitter feed. So it's worth worth getting in touch with John Banger on that and joining in. It's a it's a really yeah it's it's a great it's a great it's a great bunch to be Shout to out be to involved John with. Manger. The envy sports clubs all over the country. Yeah, the you bet. He's a, he's a, a fen- phenomenal phenomenal job. He's done. Yeah. It's brilliant.
3: So yeah. where, where your Twitter and your blog, Harry?
1: At Harry from Bath and the notes with all the formations, etc., will all go up um, on Friday Friday lunchtime on TWTD. I've included a lot extra because we've no idea quite specifically what um, formation Blackburn are going to play, who they're going to select. I think it will be four and three, four at the back and three in midfield or with Dak off the striker more accurately. But um, it is... um, but quite who they're going to play is—it'll it's, be—it's a, it's a bit wide open, more wide open than normal. But it'll be up on TWTD lunchtime Friday.
3: Brilliant stuff. We have given you plenty of information today, uh, today, everyone. So um, mm. I hope everyone's informed. I hope people are thinking about maybe travelling up as well. Fingers crossed for another. Hopefully, the momentum yeah. starts here. Um, you yeah. can find me um, at Ips Rich. Um, and the channel at Blue Monday ITFC very quickly as well. Um, now that Stoke have crashed out, crashed, you crash out of the FA Cup, don't you? Mm. Um, the, we can confirm, yep. obviously, that the Blue Monday event on the 16th of February will be preceded by Ipswich Town versus Nathan Jones, Stoke City, <laughs> if he's still in the job, frankly. It's not started well for him. So, um, yeah, if you were on the fence about that one, um, you now have an afternoon of football as well, and we'll obviously yeah. be there too. Um, all the details on our Twitter at Blue Monday BlueMondayRTFC. Harry, thank you once again. Um, Thanks, We'll Rich. be back next week to talk about my uh, unofficial second team, Aston Villa.
1: <laughs> okay. Cheers, Rich. Have a great weekend, everyone.